Welcome to Real Estate 360. And now, your hosts and experts, Steve Connolly and Jason Miles. Hello and welcome to Real Estate 360. Good morning. Good morning. This is Steve Connolly, hashtag unemployable. This is Jason O. Miles, hashtag the real estate trainer. What's going on, man? Well, you know, everything, man. It's just another day in real estate paradise. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk today. We have got a really, really interesting show for you today. And the reason it's so interesting is because from my perspective, when I was trying to learn real estate, all I wanted to know was what did you do, whoever was talking, what did you do to make money in real estate? Mm-hmm. How did, what was the process? What happened? What was the, what was the, uh, the real estate? What was the transaction? What was the paperwork? What was the outcome? I mm-hmm. wanted to know all that. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I was always looking for the stories so I could model those. Right. And on the other side of that, the flip side of that are, you know, the, the downside, the ugly side of yeah. real estate, you know, what, what to avoid and what to look for so that I know what to avoid, you know, right. cause there was a lot of that going <laughs> yeah. on, you know, and there still is to be honest with you, but it, I don't think it's ever been as rampant as it was in the, the early two thousands up until. Yes. You know, you know when I was considering being a lawyer, mm-hmm. uh, when I was in school, I took, uh, one of the first, you know, contract law courses and opened the book. And do you know what? 95% of the legal cases were in that book. Broad. Contracting and mm. real estate. It was all real estate. Every bit of it was real wow. estate. It was contract law. Yeah. It was straight contract law. M- most all of it. Wow. It was, all, it was crazy. But, so we're going to do stories today. Story time with story time. Stephen Miles. Stephen Miles, but uh, before. Put your nightcaps on. We do that. I got a question for you. I'm ready. What do you want to be? When you grow up, well, now this is out of left field, so I got to give you a minute. Well, I don't want to grow up. <laughs> okay. I'm a Toys R Us kid. <laughs> All right, let's <laughs> leave know? it like that. <laughs> so, I mean, there is no growing up. There's just being an old kid, in my opinion. You know what I mean? I think you're right. I think we're all like seven year olds, <laughs> yeah, or 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 less. And we mask it with maturity. You know? Yeah, let's see. That's <laughs> the truth. I mean, we have to try to be mature. Yeah, you know. Everyone wants to just have a tantrum every now and then. I mean, just think about it. You don't like something on the inside, you're kicking and you're screaming and you're losing it. Right. Well, on the outside, in your conscious mind, you have to, you know, compose yourself and, <laughs> you know, be okay know for what, society. I don't really feel that way very often. Oh, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I know you, sir. <laughs> Well, okay. Maybe I don't identify with feeling that way. All right. So I can see you kicking and screaming sometimes. Stop. Like a necromonger. I can see inside you there, you know? So let's get into the stories. So tell me, Steve. Yeah. You've been around a couple years more than I have, just a couple. Yeah, two. And you've had an opportunity to experience quite a bit through. A lot of different cycles. Right. Since the 80s. Sure. You know, what, like right now, what just jumps out at you? Like if just the one thing, I know that's quite a, you know, large span to look at, but what what's the one thing that you said, I will never forget this, or this, this lesson will never 
I'll never lose this lesson. Wow. Okay. Listen, you know, just for the audience's edification, <laughs> we have not talked about this. No, you know, we have not. This is like you know, you're hearing the question at the same time I'm hearing this question. <laughs> so um, I might need a second to think about that. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I got to say I'd probably just n- would not have gotten involved in single family rentals at all. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's kind of it. Really. I mean, it is very slow money. It is. You know, limited Nothing tax Nothing wrong advantage. with those. No, no, no. It's, no. It's, it just doesn't it's a, fit my right. personality. It's a valid strategy. Yeah. Until someone has 100 of them and they realize they don't have the temperament for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I probably wouldn't invest in Macon again. Uh, <laughs> so that's well, it's different today. You know, it's it is. a little different today with everything that's going on with the growth of Right. Our city, which is amazing. But again, you know, everybody's focused on this light rail that's going to be coming down there. Yeah, but that's like 20 years from now. I know. (laughs) know, It's It's a long time. It's like, okay, when you're young, it's fine. Plant the tree. You know, when you're young, plant the tree for the most part. Right. I mean, if you're trying to make your own mark, financial mark in the world, plant your tree when you're 20 or 30. Sure. You know, nothing wrong with that. Uh, But when you're 50, 60, I mean, you might plant a tree for the next generation. That's fine if you've got the additional income. But if you know something's going to take 20 years to come to fruition and your 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 whole thing is to make money today, that's probably not what you're going to invest in. I mean, I'm on the <laughs> clock. I don't know about you. <laughs> but let's, let's do a story. Tell me something. Okay. Okay, here's, a, here's one that, and I wrote down a few for our uh, show today. And one of them is three houses that came across my desk in Oakland City. Mm. And, okay, so what I want to know when I'm listening to a story is where did they come from? How did you find the properties? How did you get them funded? What did you do with them? What was the process? And did you make any money with them or Mm -hmm. not? Mm -hmm. So I can model that. So these came from a guy that's a wholesaler. Now, all three of them were a package deal. And he called me up and he said, I got to sell these and I got to sell them right now. And I said, why? You know, I want to know what's, what's his motivation. He says, well, I have, I have a lender on these that is charging me an outrageous amount of money every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I, and so I, I later learned that he was paying a monthly payment, what we would consider a monthly payment, every day. Oh, my goodness. That's a pretty high rate of interest. Some people would call that usury. <laughs> so, but I knew his motivation. And so I said, okay, how much? And he and he told me, and uh, I said, wow, these, these look pretty good. Mm. You know the, you know what these are. I do. Yeah. I do. So, So these came from basically a wholesaler. And I wouldn't call him necessarily a wholesaler, even though that's kind of what he is. But but he didn't really understand the process, right? Know, right. The, the real process. He would find, but he could find good deals. He just didn't know what he was looking at, right? Yeah. And so I said, "Yeah, I'll take I'll take those," you know, and uh, wrote a contract on them, and then you got involved, right? I sent them to, I sent them out, you know, on the list. I sent them to you, and you said, "Hey, let's do something with these." Now, I'm going to kind of 
shuffle the story off to you a little bit. <laughs> You're not prepared for this exactly, but you no. know what it, you know what the story I is. I absolutely know what the story is. So it's you, very it's very similar to um, the uh, five five six house story. Uh, that's next on my yeah. list. It's very similar. Very like similar, right. yeah. Um, you know, we <clears throat> we all have our strengths and weaknesses, right? It's not that you're stronger at finding. Well, you are actually. You're. You're. You know, my, I have a process. My process. I'm really good at finding buyers. I've always been very, very good at that. Yes. And understanding and structuring deals. You're very good at finding deals and putting them together as well, structuring deals as well. And that's why we work so well together. That's how we started out. That's right. You know, that's exactly twenty years right. ago, and I didn't that's even right. realize that's that. Right. You know, so that's exactly this, right. this works pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And and there are all these different times where we look at deals. You know, these deals that may come up, and he'll have an idea, and then I'll have an idea, and and he'll be like, "Oh, well, that's great," and I'll be like, "Yeah, that's let's do that, Steve." Or, you know, because he'll have something, and we'll put our experiences together, basically. Yeah, and say because sometimes. No matter how broad we think we're looking at something, sometimes we're we're not looking at everything, and in this business, always like, we're not looking at. That's everything. exactly right. We're never looking at everything. There's, that's why two minds, three minds creates you know a third or fourth more powerful mind. Very very powerful. Yes, much much because we'll just ha- we'll have deals and we'll just off the cuff look at different things and he'll be like, well, you know, I never thought of that, or I'll be like, what. Didn't think of that, and we'll structure it that way. So with this, yeah, you know, he found them, he negotiated these these deals, uh, and then it was my job to make sure that we could execute, basically get them sold in a uh, certain amount of time. As and we did, we sure did. You know, we had three different buyers at the exact same time. Yeah, you know, and you uh, put that together. Yeah, I put the funding together to buy them because it didn't really. You, we had the buyers, yeah. but we didn't have the funding all lined up. So that's right. We had the one house out of those three, what closed on the exact same day mm-hmm. that we did our funding for the whole package. Mm-hmm. So we used the sixty thousand dollars or so out of out of that sale to on the first house. The took twenty of that and put down on our financing to fund the other two. Mm-hmm. And then we close those out in the next 30 days or so. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that was a pretty good return on That was a fantastic return. I think we made <laughs> yes. like 40, 45000 on those somewhere collectively. Yeah. Collectively. So it was it was an absolutely fantastic option. I My mean, favorite saying on that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because, you know, we that's not our full-time job. No. I mean, that was one thing we were doing while we were doing what we normally do. A million other things. So, you know, <laughs> 45000 for a part-time job is not, not a bad No, not, not a, a bad part-time little Listen, gig. there's a lot of people listening to this right now where 45000 is there. Is their full-time job. For the whole year. That's it. Right. Let's take a break. Do you need to sell your house? Well, our company will buy, will buy your house. We make the process very fast, very easy, and it's all cash. All you have to do is give us a call today. We'll buy your house. Click 833willbuy.com. That's 833-W-E-L-L-B-U-Y.com. Or call 833willbuy. Say habla español, llámanos, call us today. All right, we are back. We are back. Steve, uh, that is a great story, and it really makes me think of 
a bunch of stuff. You know, we we collectively bought, you know, structured, and sold that particular package, right? Yes. But most people, like you mentioned about this this wholesaler, mm-hmm. you know, he's limited. You right. know, he's limited to what he can do because he's limited to what he thinks about. Right. You know, and the conversations he allows himself to have. And his experience and his understanding and his ability to market and all of this all goes into the, into play. That's right. That's right. And I think it starts from the time you wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, most people wake up in the morning still on yesterday, still with the memories and the pain and the anguish of yesterday, literally yesterday in a lot of cases, right? Right. You have to wake up being present so that you can walk into your future. Because if you drag yesterday with you, you're, just, you're way down. You're never going to get there. It's, it's really stuff I've been kind of digging into lately. It's who are you? Who right. am I? What's my identity? And uh, if you carry, like you just said, if you carry your failures over from the previous day, then you're a failure. Right. That's your identity. Because you're immediately carrying emotional baggage with you, and you're making decisions today right. based on stuff that happened yesterday that have a whole different set of circumstances associated with them. And physics will show us that they're not connected. They are not, but if you believe they are, they will be. Totally. And you, and, and you will simply just be in that place for the rest of your days, <laughs> no, you know, and you'll right. constantly be wondering, why is this happening to me? Because yeah. you're doing it to yourself. Yeah, no. Right? So in order for us to do what we do every day, because every day isn't, you know, sunshine and rainbows. No. You know, it's just not, regardless of what people want you to believe. We still have to get up and be present. Whatever happened yesterday doesn't matter, you know. And nine times out of ten, how we perceived what happened to us yesterday really wasn't what happened. It's our perception of it. That's right. That's what makes the the rule, the law for us, for you individually. Yeah. You know, so when we get up in the morning, I know for sure we're getting up and we're saying, what do we got to do? I mean, we're literally hitting the ground running. You know, whatever problems there were yesterday, it's not a problem today. It's just an opportunity. It's always exactly just an right. opportunity. That's exactly hey, right. Hey, they don't call the present the present for nothing, but it's a present and you have to unwrap it. Right. So you can see what's in the future. Yeah, man. Ooh, how deep is that? <laughs> so listen, we, I got other stories here. I, I want to hear more stories. Well, um, well, what? so, um, listen to the music, the music. So Steve, tell us another story. You know, I, I like this. I'm going to repeat one of my stories. All right. And, and the reason I'm going to repeat it is because there's some other th- points within that story, I think, that are salient. But the it's the 18-unit apartment building. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's so- certain stories that really stick out. You know, I've talked about the very first one that I did. Yes. And it scared the hell out of me. And I made $500 on an assignment of me. <laughs> but it became real. Yeah. I do not remember the second one. You were I, on a roll at that point. I couldn't, I, don't, I couldn't tell you what the second house yeah. was that I ever did on an assignment. Yeah. Um, but that was a few years ago. Um, but the 18 unit, the reason I like that one so much is because it, ma- it made us a ton of money. Yes. And, uh, but it was also eye-opening for me. 
And, and here's the whole point. The guy that sent it to me is really a commercial guy. You know, he understands this stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what he does every single day. And he sends me this 18-unit apartment building for $450,000 that's got four units that are totally down, but it's also generating eight grand a month. You know, mm-hmm. if you don't do, if you don't do anything else but just do some quick math in your head, you know that's about a twenty percent cash on cash return, right? Right. Uh, plus, there's upside potential, and but if you and then if you start doing your cap rates, then holy moly! But what the reason I wanted to point this out was because he does this every day, and he sent it to me, and he wasn't sure what what he was looking at. Mm-hmm. He did not know. And he said, what is this? Does this make any sense to you? And I know what, I, I know what he was thinking. It was not in a great area. And, uh, but it's also in the, in the path of serious, serious gentrification that's going on in Atlanta. That's for sure. You know, it was like right on the edge, you know, it's, most people wouldn't be able to see it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. they, they drive down in the neighborhood and they look around and they say, "What are you thinking?" I mean, we sold a house in that neighborhood. We bought it for forty, yeah. sold it for I think seventy. Yeah. And then a year and a half later, that guy that bought it and fixed it sold it for a hundred and forty-five, and we could not believe it. <laughs> we we were shocked. <laughs> I said, "Oh my God, he's not going to get that," but he did. He did get it. Yeah, but but you did a really still, nice job of renovating. That. Well, yeah, it was very nice, but it was still. I mean, it was probably over renovated for the for the neighborhood, especially at that time. Yeah, you know, but the, the comps we were looking at over there were no more than one hundred and six thousand dollars. That's right. You know, it was. But you, amazing. you know, that's the point. Really, is everybody wants to look back? Yeah. At comps. Yeah. And I, and I keep telling people, and they get a glassy look over their face. I see, you know, you see these high comps here. These what the ones that are really high that that were you know through last year, where do you think they came from? Yeah, because you know I know that you want to look in the past, but why don't you look in the future and create some new high comps mm-hmm. and do that with a quality product and a quality renovation? That's where these things come from, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of resistance to that. Well, there definitely is. I mean, obviously, people are pulling from market conditions. You know, they're looking at this sector and that sector and what this person is doing or saying, and then they're drawing conclusions as to what things look like. I mean, when we want to sell a house now, we can't even look six months back. We got to look three months back. That's right. You know, because of the way they define market conditions. And I get it. And, and I want to I want to sell in future value, but yeah. I want to buy in past value or present value. Exactly. Um, Whichever one suits us best. That's right. Exactly. You know, <laughs> hey, we're marketers. Yeah, it's like buy low, sell high. You know what I mean? For the most part. But yeah, for the most part, that's right. But, I mean, that's ex- I think that's what it what it is. I mean, you know, when I look at some of the deals that we do and the way they do it or we do it, because we have so much experience, because we've allowed ourselves to educate ourselves. <laughs> We put ourselves some of the good, some easy way, some the hard so way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, a lot of people really don't take the time to do that. I mean, how many people are just going to sleep reading, waking up reading, right. you know, having moments in their day when they're reading or asking questions, putting themselves in, in groups that they don't belong because they know they don't belong in the group they came from because they've already surpassed that. You know, I, when I was doing seminars and, and occasionally – 
you know, and I'm talking to a group of people. Yeah. I want to find out who's serious about this. And mm-hmm. I'll just say, okay, how many people have actually read a purchase and sale agreement, real estate purchase and sale agreement? Mm-hmm. And, you know, usually one or two out of a hundred will raise their hand. Okay. Those are the serious guys. Cause that's what I did. Yeah. I went, I went along for a while and just kind of filled in the blanks without reading it. And I mm-hmm. said, wait a minute, this isn't going to work. I need to understand what it is that's right. in this contract. So education is what you were talking about. Absolutely. Whether it's self-education, paid for education, you know, mentorship, whatever it is, yeah. you have to get educated and you have to get experience. The only way we're able to do what we do is because of what we've already done and what we continue to do. Right. And that's educate ourselves, make sure that we're familiar with laws, certain techniques, things of that nature, because people look at us, the people that are close to us. Right. And they, they're just in awe mm. of, and this is not, they should I'm not tooting anyone's horn here. <laughs> Honestly, this is real life. If, if you're around us and yeah. around people that are around us, even the people in the business, yeah. agents, brokers, other investors, newbies, experienced investors, how are you guys doing this? How did you structure that? I don't get it. Constantly, well, I'm get, we're getting that question. Exactly. Yeah. Even like that 60-unit uh, building. Right. We did a no-money-down deal on a 60-unit apartment building. That was in a rough part of town. Zero money down. With financing in place. With renovation money also yeah. in place. Zero dollars out of pocket. And this was a true no-money-down deal. Because you got, a, you got a little cash out of the deal. Yeah, exactly. You know, when we did it. <laughs> when it was we, all done. Because we needed money to pay for the appraisals and things yeah. that were going to be coming up on the refi. But it was all done. We didn't pay anything. And it wasn't even a situation where you hear no money down and it's like, oh, well, it's other people's money. It's other people's money. It's other, none of that existed here. It was a truly structured, no money down structured deal. Yep. Truly. And, and we walked away with money. Not a ton of money, but enough money to to do what we needed to do, get the renovation started and pay for a bunch of stuff, but not not a ton of money. It's no, relative. Not at all. You know, it's relative as well. I mean, it's, you know, when you've got an $800,000 renovation in front of you, yeah. you know, $50,000 is a lot of money, Us, you know. It's, exactly. <laughs> so, but just 50000 people are like, what? Because you, you can spend it that way. Yeah. You, you know, know, you were talking about education. Go to real estate. 360show.com and sign up for the mentor program that we have. But I know we don't really have enough time to really talk about that. We've gotten a couple applications. We need some yes. more. Yes. All right. Hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it is, call us. I'm Scott with Five Star Services. We do home innovations from your rooftop all the way down to the ground. Interior, exterior, it doesn't matter. We do it all. Give us a call. You can reach us at 404-348-2348. That's 404-348-2348. Or you can get us online at www.5starservicesatlanta.com. Give us a call. Estimates are free. We'll be happy to take a look at what you have. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But if it is, call us. I'm Scott Bowen with Five Star Services. Hello. We are back. We are back. Hey, Steve. Hey. It was a great break. I yeah. enjoyed our conversation. It was crazy. <laughs> what the heck? You know, this is the lost, uh, you know, in-between segments of the Real Estate 360 I'm telling show. You. I'm <laughs> telling you. We got to put those on the YouTube channel. But, you know, in the last segment, I kind of ended up very quickly with uh, our mentor 
uh, program yes. that we're offering as a scholarship. And we've gotten, you know, a number of applications there. We want some more before we make a decision. And this is serious business, people. So if you're in the least bit uh, thinking that you want to be in this, well, actually, we, we don't want you if you're in the least bit. But if you're very serious about becoming a uh, a real estate investor, then go, go to realestate360show.com, click the link, fill out the application, and we will get with you and review that with you. And we're going to make a decision here you know, pretty soon. That's right. Well, let's get to it. Yes. And now, how, where can people find us? Listen, I want to thank everyone that has been listening and following and subscribing to our information, our, our, our good stuff on YouTube, every podcast platform there is. Mm. Uh, Real Estate 360 is doing very well. Um, because you guys are supporting. So thank you so, so very much for supporting and engaging. Please continue to do that. Um, I, I just don't know what to say, but thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it and continue to do so. Yes. Thank you very much. So Steve, mm-hmm. I want to hear a story. And in my mind, that story contains the number six. Okay. I know the one you're referring to. Just so, here we go. It's just my psychic ability. Here we go. So once upon a time, um, there was uh, this uh, real estate investor, that would be me, uh, who got a call <laughs> from another real estate investor. Uh, and and she uh, is she's a serious businesswoman, I'm telling you. She markets for single-family houses, writes contracts on them, buys them, sells them, do whatever, but she's... She's up in the northern area, the northern suburbs. That's where she prefers to be. Mm-hmm. So she calls me up and she said, hey, do you have any interest in uh, six houses down in southeast Atlanta, southwest Atlanta, actually? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, it just so happens that I would. How much and, and, and what's the situation? She said, well, it's some older folks that are having a state that they just want to really get rid of these houses and I have them under contract. And I want to sell them for this amount of money. And, and uh, I said, okay. So I wrote, a, wrote her a contract on it. And so, again, this is looking for the differences in understanding and marketing between investors and other investors, right? It's kind of finding the gaps. Right. Um, she certainly could have probably wholesaled these off herself. Maybe. I don't she really know. didn't have the interest though. She didn't have any interest and she really didn't have the infrastructure built in to, to market in those areas. Right. She didn't want to buy them. She didn't want to close them. She didn't understand those houses. It just wasn't her thing. Right. So I said, yeah, I, I said, yeah, I'll take those. And so I wrote her a contract, a uh, sizable amount of earnest money on six houses. And, um, and I said, you know, these, these make sense for us. And when I say us, I meant, you know, me and, you know, Jason O'Mile. Yes. And so um, I sent them out and you called me and said, hey, let's, let's, I got, I got a buyer for these. And then what happened? I don't know what happened after that. Well, well, <laughs> I mean, I do. Yeah. Well, very, very shortly after that, um, you know, we sent them out the same way we got them. Yeah. You know, as a package, not to be separated. Mm-hmm. Uh, because no matter what, we had to buy them as a package. Exactly. So we didn't want to buy them. 
we didn't want to spend the money on the buy. So we wanted to hurry up and get a buyer so we can use their funds as pass-through to cover, basically, on the double-close side. That's right. So we uh, work with a lot of groups around the country. You know, we work with folks out of uh, California, Utah, Colorado, Wyoming. Uh, I can't wait for Arizona to get back into the fold. But, uh, right. you know, but for the most part, you know, but it's up and down California. We've got groups in San Diego, San Francisco, L.A., you know, Oxnard. Oxnard. We've got people in Oxnard. I had no idea. And Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, well, we won't get into that. Yes. But um, uh, it uh, we had someone that was interested in. We had two groups that was that were interested interested in them day one. Right. Day one. You know, one gentleman had a lot of questions, but you know he followed through with his earnest money. He followed through with his due diligence. We had to give it give it to him. On something like that, and gosh, I think we wound up making—I I can't even remember—but it was, it was a good, good close. Yeah, that was a really, and it was quick. We met our deadline. I think there was an extension that we had to get in there because of the due diligence period. There was, but you know, it, it was the end of the year, an end of the year deal for us, right around Thanksgiving, as I remember it, yeah. or maybe right after. Uh, and so it was a, it was a pretty solid. Solid deal that we were able to put someone in those properties, a, a new buyer who wanted in this particular case to rent them out, allow for market conditions to accelerate a little bit, to improve, let's just say, so that he could fully renovate these properties and get all the money as it sits on the backside of a really, really good neighborhood in 30315. He's going to make some serious money on that, just holding those for a fairly short amount of time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, once we come out of this cycle, I mean, I think that going into the spring, I don't know where he's at with those. Yeah. You know, that is an area that they are doing an enormous amount of renovation to. And and I know in the next three to five years, oh, yeah. you know, they've got a lot of plans for things to go on in that major street right there that are just going to change the demographics over there. Yeah. You know, one, one thing that came out of that that particular situation was the same uh, lady that had these six also had another one that I arranged the financing and just bought it. Mm-hmm. And it came with a separate lot mm-hmm. and paid about 35000 for that house and put it out, sold it to another wholesaler who actually turned around and sold it to an end developer person that was mm-hmm. going to take that that particular property and either renovate it or or just rebuild there right and the numbers on that were i purchased it for 35 sold it for 60 and they turned around and sold it for 90 so I'm thinking well darn i could have sold it for 90 but no i really right. couldn't cuz right. I, I thought that was really too much so I, I, I wonder my numbers would be a little more conservative. Now, the cool thing about the, that is is it had a separate lot. I didn't sell the lot with the house. So I, actually, you know, we mm-hmm. still have that lot. That's right. It's still sitting there free and clear. And that's on the exact same street as the 6. Exactly. Same so street. just think of the guy that bought the 6. You know, he's in them for fifty-five, dollars $60,000 a unit. Right. And there's comps. Same houses, 
across the street at 90,000. Yeah. I mean, he's already, you know, I mean, on paper, he's got a 50% profit margin. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. There's a comp right there. The That's one right. That's that, right. That and happened. not to mention all the ones around the corner within a two block radius. It's incredible over there. Yeah. And a blo- within a block, there's some new, fairly new, newly constructed ones, yeah. you know, that were built, I guess, early 2000s. And they're the two story bungalows that are yeah. probably worth 250. Yeah. And and that's where I see that little street going is, you know, nice For bungalows, sure. two fifty, and a great great location close to downtown. Right, and it'll be there. I think it's going to take a few more years, but yeah, it'll absolutely be there. Yeah, it's it's not a pretty street right yet, but uh, it, it's coming. Yeah, yeah. But those are the things. I mean, <clears throat> you brought up a good point. Uh, I just wanted to kind of piggyback off of what you said there. You talked about this investor, which we see a lot of people that um, I twenty seems to be the dividing line between you know, one set of buyers and sellers and another set of buy, buyers and sellers. It's two right. different hemispheres. Yes, it is. <laughs> right? So investors on the northern hemisphere are completely unaware of what's going down on the on south of 20. Right. And, you know, I'm not talking about the south side of the city, just south of 20. I mean, it could be as close as the west end. Yeah. And a lot of them just do not pay attention. It could be as close as Southeast Atlanta. It isn't. It hasn't been until the last five or six years that they really got, you know, investors on the north side. Maybe seven years that they really took, um, took stock in what was going on in Southeast Atlanta. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, and it's and Southeast Atlanta is strong. Oh, well, it's gosh. super strong. You know, I mean, we've. I mean, it's just incredible. We've got a deal uh, on Glenwood over there. Yeah. You know, right across the street from East Lake Golf Course. You know, not John A. White. That's a different price. Right. You got to go on the other side of 2nd Avenue, and the numbers change. Yeah. You know, we're looking at high fours, low fives. Yeah. On a 2,700-square-foot house. But to get to my point, you know, there are ways for investors out there to find other investors to do business with that are finding deals all the time that they pass up because I was guilty of that when I was unaware of everything early in my career, everything that I had access to. Mm-hmm. There are investors on the north side of the city that investors can market to. Other investors can market to investors that are north of the city that are getting leads to stuff on the south side that they wouldn't even consider doing business right. on. Yeah, You know, I mean, that's, that's a way to do B2B transactions just like the one you're describing here, because she did not know how to deal with those. And there are so many of them that don't. They're not, and then they're unwilling to. Remind me to tell you about the investor that was in Alpharetta that bought a house basically in Ormwood hmm. at, at the auction. And he didn't know what to do with it. I'm going to remind you right after the break. Okay. Hi, this is Sammy with Sammy Hadid Real Estate, Keller Williams. Are you looking for a top producing agent who will look out for your best interests, top dollar on the sale of your home, a well-negotiated contract, an efficient closing? Please call me at 305-978-4249. I'm more than happy to set up a consultation. I'll put together a proposal for you to net top dollar for your home, what it is that I'm doing to get all my homes sold. Then you can decide what's best for you. Again, I'll do whatever it takes to get your home sold for top dollar, and I promise you that I will protect your equity with my life. 305-978-4249. Sammy Hadid, H-A-D-I-D. 
Welcome back. Real Estate 360. We, we, are, we are back. Steve. Yes. Let's talk a little bit more about that Armwood deal. Oh, yeah, yeah. For someone so, who just doesn't know the opportunities that are in front of them. So this guy was a, <clears throat> really a courthouse steps uh, foreclosure buyer, hmm. which is kind of rare, but he was really focused in Alpharetta. You know, he was looking for, you know, the $300,000, $400,000 houses that he'd go in and put one hundred and fifty in in right. the renovation. Right, right. Really turn them into something. And make 100, 150 on them or 200 or something like that. Right. So he's at, he's at the courthouse steps, and I'm talking to him after, you know, after the courthouse steps, of course. Because I don't go there, you know. I just can't see it. Every time I try to buy something down there, I just said, man, I can buy stuff like this cheaper. Yeah. Just running around, you know, the town. But so he picked up this house for like $10,000. And it was on uh, in Ormwood Park, which is next to Grant Park. Mm -hmm. And I said, let me buy that from you. Let me contract it from you. Let me do anything with it. I didn't even know what it looked like. It didn't. He said, look, I drove past it, and he actually gave me the address, and I went and drove past it. It, it, was, it wasn't much. It was like 10000 I mean, 1,000 square feet, $10,000. But, you know, that house was worth sixty grand just sitting there. Right. The lot was worth sixty. Yeah. He didn't know that. He was in Alpharetta. He said he would drove past it and looked at it. It looked like a, a, you know, a shack that you'd put in the back of the yard, you know. Right. Keep it, the lawnmower in it. Right. <laughs> And, and so he, he, you know, he kind of ignored me and he just gave it to one of his friends. He said, here, just, you can have it. Mm. I said, okay. I mean, here's a guy that didn't understand. This is a good point. I think people will not understand that sometimes you can just buy something that's you're when you buy it, you're just getting it so cheap. You don't have to do a darn thing to it. Mm-hmm. You can turn right around and sell it for more money. Mm -hmm. He did not understand. He said, how can you do that? Don't you have to add value to it? Well, I added value to it when I bought it. That's right. Because I recognized that there was more value there. That's exactly That's right. it. He said, well, no, don't you have to go fix it up? Don't you have to paint it? Can't you have to do something? I said, I did something. I bought it. Mm -hmm. That's it. You know? I mean, that's. That is the definition of wholesaling. That is what we do. You know, and that is a, a that's a perfect place for a lot of folks to start. I mean, there's so many different ways to do real estate, as we've talked about over and over and over again. But the reality is for you folks that are listening to us, whether you're listening to us on the radio right now, on a podcast or on YouTube or on the website. You have to think greater than you are now. OK, and you have to think a little bit out of the box. Well, know? absolutely. But it starts with. You know, be there already, yeah. you know, be there mentally, believe that you're there, know that you're there. I mean, you, in the Bible, it even talks about, and I can't quote the scripture for sure, but I was talking to some Bible people, some very <laughs> religious people. And, and it's like, you know, speak it into existence, you know, the, the power of the tongue, what you speak becomes reality. So if you want to be a successful real estate investor, if you want to be a millionaire, a multimillionaire, a billionaire, you have to act as if. That's funny because that's why I asked you earlier in the show is who or what did you want to be when you grew up? Yeah, yeah. I'm watching, I'm listening to this stuff on YouTube and I'm constantly, every day I'm listening to something about the law of attraction and 
and manifestations in the in the physics of the universe. And there's this one particular guy, Brian Scott, that I was listening to, and he said, you know, the best person that you can get as a mentor to create the reality that you want to create is an acting coach. Mm-hmm. Acting. Because mm-hmm. you, you just said act as if. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, I am a billionaire financier mm-hmm. and philanthropist. There and is. how does one act and feel and walk and talk when you are that? You just do it. I mean, we we literally just had this conversation the other day. Yeah. You know, you you simply just do it. You know, if you want to start a fund, start a fund. Yeah. If you want to start a scholarship, a foundation, start it. Start it. You don't even have to know where the money's coming from. Exactly. Just start it and know that that's in your frequency now. That's part of the frequency you're Stuff will omitting. Show up. And it just shows up. It's no different than you saying, hey, I wonder whatever happened to so-and-so. Yeah. And, you know, that's maybe it's a good friend or, or an ex-girlfriend or ex-boyfriend from 10 or 20 years ago or a long time ago or even a couple of years ago. You, you either say it out loud or you just think it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. And then within 24 hours, they show up. You right. see them at the grocery store. You see them on the street. Or are they What's going on, on there? Yeah. Yeah. It's it, not a coincidence, right. people. It's just frequencies. Yeah. And it's real. Everything, everything, how you're listening to us now. Or watching us now is a frequency that you're tuning into. So it's there's no difference from sitting there watching us and believing internally for, with for, for yourself that you're there. You have to think greater than you actually are, no matter where you are. And understand that we all have difficult times, rough thoughts. We're always going to question and maybe even doubt ourselves. It just happens. We have those moments, but they have to just be moments. That's right. Very, very brief moments. And then you move forward. Well Simple said. Well said, my man. Well, thank you, sir. So, um. Because all this is thinking, mindset, Steve. I'm, I'm sorry, but it's just mindset. It's what? All of this is mindset. No, it can't be. It's just that mindset. That doesn't make sense. You know, can I tell a story? Well, if you must. I'm going to tell a story <laughs> about. Please tell a story. Just overcoming. Just believing. Yeah. When I started this, Steve, before we got back together and I had to rebuild after, you know, I call it my own personal reconstruction period, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, I did it all. I, I had a friend who, had, who worked for a property management company. I couldn't get the, the opportunity I wanted with him, so I took the one that was in front of me. And that was me taking service calls okay, so I could save up money. You know, and and have down payment money and be able to do these things. I would do those and I would do real estate. You know, I I mean, I did everything. I didn't know how I was going to eat some days. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how I was going to have enough gas to get from southwest Atlanta to Alpharetta to fix a pressure valve underneath a house. Right. I had no idea how I was going to do those kinds of services. Those kind of service calls. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Because I did that because one, I wanted to have an in with the with the property management company when it was their time to sell. I knew that they bought things that they didn't renovate and simply just wholesale them. Okay. So if I could develop that relationship yeah. and develop relationships with the guys that are actually doing real work, not the guy like me tinkering around, you know, fixing a leaky toilet, right? Because that's what it was. Mm-hmm. But I did what I had to do. But in my mind, I was making fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars a month flipping real estate. 
Of course. That's what I was doing. Yeah. I was doing that at that moment. $83,333.33. That too. <laughs> right. You got to hit that million dollar mark, right? That's right. But that's what I was doing in my mind. I, I believed, and no one could tell me anything differently. Now, that doesn't, there were people in my immediate circle that thought I was crazy. How, how are you going to do that? You can't do that because of that. Look, I said, look, I've already done it. I know what it takes to do it. So you're either going to ride along with me or you're going to get off the train now. And it was hard for them to get off the train for me, but it happened. It happens because everyone that's around you isn't going to believe in you. They're not going to believe until they see. And then when they see, it doesn't mean you have to treat them less than. Everybody isn't going to believe in you because the odds of, of everyone that you know becoming successful because they say they want to become successful doesn't, it means nothing. You have to have action behind it. You've got to get out there. You've got to educate yourself. You've got to do all those things that we talked about. You have to put yourself in circles that are bigger and better than you and learn from the bottom up. And as soon as you start getting to the top of that circle, find another one. Right. Just find, just find it. And you can even create it. I mean, we've got um, a group that we're creating for high net worth individuals. Exactly. And it is on Guess what? Realestate360show.com. That's right. Uh, click on uh, the Millionaire uh, Meetup Group. That's right. And that's just to sit and talk about, you know, options available. It's not even just real estate. It could be technology. It could be storefronts. It could be franchises. It's whatever, you know, but it's a place for people with a specific net worth that want to get to another place Yeah, can do that. Now, maybe you're just a guy or, or a gal. That, I don't even know if that's acceptable to say anymore, but maybe you're just a man or a Who woman. Cares? <laughs> but that, Who cares? Who right? cares? You're you just know, a man. person <laughs> that's out there that wants to do something and you're nowhere near the millionaire status. Listen, who says you can't crash the party? Right. Right? Are, am I going to kick them out? No. I'm going to appreciate it. Well, well, the question is, am I going to let them in? Well, there it is. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying, right? I mean, I drove into Eastlake Golf Course because the gates were open one day. You know, the gates were open. I drove in and acted like I was supposed to be there. Now, I didn't get to play. They caught me well before I got on the green. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, I gave it a shot, though. That's the point they I'm trying to point, make. At least, it didn't point you, at least they didn't point you to the maintenance shed. <laughs> Oh uh, no! For some reason, they noticed me. I don't. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. So what you're saying is, it's really all mindset. It's all mindset. Just go for it, man. The worst that you can get is a no, and that no is only momentary. But it has to be created in the mind first. Absolutely. Everything we look at is was nothing but an idea at some point. That's right. And it all comes from vibration. It is a. It is still vibration. We just think it's real that's right and 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 just a sidebar on that you know these techniques that we're using in real estate in particular they're not new they're not special you know they didn't just come around there's no special sauce like you see on some of these shows with some of these gurus these techniques are literally hundreds of years old thousands of years old i mean come on guys (laughs) anyone that's just read a history book can understand you know, what landlords are and, you know, all this stuff is from another time, another place that was transferred here. And now we're utilizing it. Even our attorneys have a, a royal uh, uh, moniker on the back of their name, Esquire. 
So just get with it. Understand that this isn't new. It's been around and you can do it. So simply just do it.